Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. I'm Kevin. And I'm Daniel. And this is episode... 17. 17. You like that stall I gave you there? You didn't know how long it's been that's, going. That's an alley-oop. That's the charisma that we have, that we show on display. I don't think it was an alley-oop. What would you call it? What would you call that spot-on teamwork making the dream work? Remember, I sang... Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know the answer, and you came in with that answer. Okay. That's amazing. You don't think that's teamwork. What would you call that? Uh, you set it up by knocking down. <laughs> you know? Shake and bake. Shake and bake. The one-two <laughs> switch. <laughs> I don't know if that's right, but... Well, um, there's, been, there's been like a delay between this episode and the last episode, right? No, there hasn't. No? This is on track. On point. It's a week? Yeah, it's been a week. We've done a week. Wow. Yeah, man. We're almost getting consistent. We're getting pretty fucking consistent. Because when you're here, we can put out one a week usually. And whether it's a numbered episode or a review or whatever. True. When, when we're consistent, we are dangerous. Daniel. We are. I'm feeling dangerous tonight. You're feeling dangerous tonight? <laughs> yeah, a little dangerous. The hour is 12:50 a.m. Uh, and Kevin's dangerous. That's part of the problem. I'm I'm dangerous. I'm going to be increasingly dangerous <laughs> as time goes forward because I have a flight in like three hours. You really do. Well, no, 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 not really. It's at like six six twenty five a.m. is when it's gonna fucking leave the tarmac, and I need to be, <laughs> I need to be at the airport by like four thirty, four thirtieth, wow. four five the latest. Five at the very latest. Because I don't know if I'm getting TSA pre check. I should though. I should. It's the last time you, you got to prepare that. for it. When's the last time you got oh, through the, the last airport? Time, last time I went shuffle on a flight. Even was I think in two thousand. Was it? It was 2012. Before, like September 2012, I went to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. God, a dog's age ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember that you went to the Port of Rico. I did. Saw old San Juan. Yeah. New San Juan, and uh, a lot of beaches. Did you feel closest to my heritage? As you may well know, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, as I was sitting yeah. near a beach in a Pizza Hut. <laughs> I felt very close to your Puerto Rican heritage. Apropos. Very apropos. I like it. Yeah, so it's been a while since I've been through the TSA rigmarole and had the ocular pat down. <laughs> <laughs> the risk assessment. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go through a little bit of that. But yeah. if I get TSA pre-checked, I have to take off my shoes, and that's fucking fabulosa. I've been throwing some different languages at you here today. Yeah, I, you're oh. dangerous. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I'm dangerous. Because at this hour, you're usually <laughs> you're firing right. your energy into video games. It's very... True immersed and you don't i don't have to hear you until i do (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why but sometimes we do late episodes and like our best ones i feel we tend to do right when we wake up i think there's something to be said about the freshness of waking up in the morn the morn to us being like 1 p.m 1 p.m right before i have to go to work so i'm rushing yes I think our best episodes aren't even the ones that make it to the listeners. They're the ones that we do standing at our counter nook. <laughs> I fucking said that we should do this episode standing up at mm-hmm. the nook. And here we are sitting. Do a nook cast. <laughs> and you were like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. Like, it was fucking ridiculous. I was being ridiculous. You seemed on board. You seemed on board before. I'm saying it's 12.52 now. I don't feel like standing. You don't feel like standing anymore. For an I hour still and feel half. like standing. I'm, gonna, I'm about to make it real uncomfortable. Oh, God. Does this feel weird? <laughs> I feel very Does this feel weird? Yeah. All right, we're gonna talk about some video games today. Look, I'm <laughs> crossing my arms. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about some video games today. We're gonna get into the shit. Everyone's playing Neo. I don't know a goddamn thing about it. I didn't fucking get it. 
It's hot, apparently. Neo, hot. Your friends can't pop in like Dark Souls. Next game. <laughs> Could you imagine if we did that? Like <laughs> if we did that? Oh, I gotta sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told weird you. Up there. Yeah. You're right. That was a little weird. You said you were interested in Neo, actually. I'm pretty interested in it, yeah. I'm starting to get there. I've been hearing some <clears throat> cool things about it. Um, the more I hear about it, the more it entices me, actually. And I'm, I've been looking for that next set from Dark Souls. From Dark Souls, the next step. Uh, well, you have Bloodborne. You, I would give I that a chance. In that game, it's more fluid. It's a little faster. Better. It, it rewards aggression over the defensiveness mm-hmm. of Dark Souls. It's good. I just got a little lost in it. I think the level design's a little clearer, a little better than in Dark Souls Three. Okay. Um, and this is speaking as, per, as a person who's never played one and two. I know some people said that it was kind of like a mix, like a greatest hits of what's already been done. Mm-hmm. All fresh to me. Thought yeah. it was great. That was great level design. Whereas in Bloodborne, more so than Dark Souls, like every area connects in a really strange sort of way. So mm-hmm. you can end up taking a left and you're like, fuck, this is the beginning of the game. What did I do? So that that, that was the only thing that kind of pushed me away. And, and mm-hmm. then of course it's really obtuse and shitty just like in Dark Souls to try to do co-op. We're going to run into that problem a lot. Like, we're in the same fucking house, and sometimes it wouldn't pick us up. Remember that? that yeah, that was a problem. I'm leaving my fucking mark on the ground, my little glowy chalk. I don't know even what it's called anymore. The call signs? The call signs? I forget. It had a my specific sign. name. Yeah. But Neo right now isn't actually going to have a co-op component. No, not the entire way through, because apparently it would be too easy <laughs> on the other Well, could you there. imagine if we went through Dark Souls 3 without the co-op drop in and out, how much harder it would have been? A I'd lot. probably still be playing. A lot. Like, there are bosses <laughs> right that now, were really difficult. Right now, you would have skipped every other title. Still playing fucking <laughs> Dark Souls every day. Like, it's not even relaxment to you at that time. You Like, you come in, and you're just as stressed as when you leave work. You're like, I've got to put my fucking time I'm still on the Dancer at Boreal Valley. It's just, I can't fucking parry it. I can't oh, do anything with oh, it. Oh, the judge guy would have got me, if not if not so. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been playing a little little Japanese ditty. Speaking of uh, games that you should have pre-ordered. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) I just reminded myself. This is a follow-up to last week's episode about GameStop Circle of Fuckery. (laughs) And I went to GameStop, okay? With with all the knowledge and with all the news out there, Kotaku broke the news story that Mm -hmm. they're doing some illicit shit behind the counter. I don't mean like fucking jerking off on the used games or whatnot. I, I I just mean to say shady business practices. And I go in... I just want to pick up a copy of Yakuza. Yakuza Zero, man. We've been talking about it. You've been about talking it. about it for, been like, a about it for like a month. Yeah, like a month. Like a straight month. It's been true. It's true. <laughs> I've been talking about it for a month. And I just, I built up the courage to go and get it. And I went to the Oviedo Mall one, right? Mm-hmm. The, what was your first mistake? Yeah, no. Apparently Still foot in the Oviedo Mall. Everyone's like, never go to the fucking mall one. And I went there. We went to go see Logo Batman the same day. Mm-hmm. Goodness and funness. Cool. Okay. Um, that's my review. <laughs> <laughs> Savor reviews, like go back. Good and fun. I walk in there, walk up to the clerk, and I say, I want a copy of Yakuza, please. I don't care if it's new or used. Didn't give a shit. Did not matter to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't care who's getting the profit. I wanted the game. just wanted to have you understand it. Me? Yeah. And he says, ooh, okay, did you pre-order? And it's like two weeks, man. Two or three weeks after the game is released. Like, mm-hmm. what? No, I don't have a fucking pre-order. I'm just coming in because I want to pick up the game. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't, you know. Didn't Not if they even hold short. pre-orders for two weeks. Anyway. Yeah, no. So what's, why no, would you what, propose it like exactly, that? What's, what's, what's the point? question here? Okay. okay. And I say, no. I don't make a thing of it. Okay? And the first thing he says to me, he looks at me and goes, whew, shame on you. <laughs> and I got to tell you, there's very few instances where I want to immediately slap a man. But it occurred then. <laughs> I wanted to slap him, his smug little face. But I was like, let me be patient. 
because years of customer service have taught me to be patient and not smug with customers, okay? This but I gotta tell you, I, I had the itch. Mm-hmm. You know, playing a lot of Resident Evil, I have to react to things really quickly. <laughs> you don't want to get in my way. <laughs> and I'm dangerous tonight. It's so dangerous. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and I just, like, I really was just like, really, man? And he was like, oh, let me see if I got a copy for you. But, Fair, like, yeah. but the way he said it was just so off. Like, I understand, like, in another circumstance, you know, the guy could be making a joke, but I'm just like, dude, do you know what's going on with your company right now? You know? Like, the, the fucking... He has to know. The burning ship that you're on, you just avoid the hot spots and go, it's fine. Like, no, it's, it's sinking, man. It's going to sink. I'm sorry. But he comes at me and tries to damage this, this experience that is already... Uh, Damaged. Uh, I have a biased view of yeah. <laughs> for not only what's going on with them, but for also being fired from this establishment that I worked very hard at, I might add. Because mm-hmm. I'm dangerous. <laughs> and it sucked. That was my follow-up to last week. So I was like, there you go. Okay. Oh, long so story now you short. have Yakuza. I have it. Didn't buy it from him. No, you Did didn't because you couldn't. Because he tried to give me an open copy. And, you know, whatever. Like It's like, give me an open copy. Cool. I'll be, I'll be fine yeah. if that's a store policy. Don't make me pay a new price for it. It's open. You could argue that. Somebody could have played it, too. I know about the checkout policy. That's true. Always have. Somebody could have played it. That's another factor. So that's technically a used game. A and you told me the box wasn't, like, new condition. It was, like... No, gently it was, used. It was it was gently used by <laughs> passerby. Like it wasn't looking good. You wanted the behind the counter special, and they mm-hmm. didn't have that for me. So Damn. it was like, and like he started like you know trying to get me, you know, wrap it all, wrap it up and shit. And I was just like, you know, I did. I'm 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 fine. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And then he goes in this whole spiel about basically um, <laughs> give me a tongue lashing for not pre ordering, for not being a part of pre order culture because I messed up this time. Or it's else your greatest fault. I would have gotten a sealed copy. If I had thought to uh, feed it to the pre-order machine. So, okay. Fuck that. Cool. Yeah, I was like, fuck that. Fuck that. So that was my story there. That's fall. I don't, I don't want to go more. There you go. Okay. Oh, but I got Yakuza. <laughs> okay, so you're playing Yakuza now. <laughs> yes. And how are you liking it? How do you feel about it? It's fine. <laughs> um, you haven't raved about it yet. But you've only been playing it for, what, two days? Yeah, I, I'm not far enough to either rave or not rave mm-hmm. about it. I can only objectively tell you my first-hand experiences with it, which is, I think, I put in, like, a good four-hour session the other night when I first popped it in, mm-hmm. and I would say, of those four hours, about 15 minutes was legitimate gameplay where I could move my character and get in the fights and whatnot. And the rest? The rest were cutscenes. Oh, my God. The rest were a variety of cutscenes, and I don't, I don't mean a variety in that there are many. Mm-hmm. I mean there are many different kinds. <laughs> So you have your normal, high-quality fucking cutscene mm-hmm. going on. Everyone's moving. There's voice acting. There's motion capture, okay. I assume. The pinnacle of okay. vision in that game. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have a different kind like where... An <laughs> sort of. Where Okay, here's a weird part. It's still animated, but everyone's very still. You know? Kind of like they did in animes. Yeah. But like they do in Senran Kagura. So, not, almost. Okay. Sort of. But they... Their faces still twitch and they still breathe and stuff. That's weird. And they're having they have visible dialogue, but their mouths aren't moving when it happens. That's the second type. <laughs> what a jarring contrast. The third type is obviously using in-game graphics, so it's not like the really fucking star quality yeah. ones. It's like the first the one. The transitional cutscenes. Right. And it's literally just for, like, the everyday bullshit where they decide, all right, you're still sitting down and having a conversation, but for some reason it's animated. 
Like they're fucking like folding their arms and they're like you know <laughs> walking around the room and flapping their mouths yeah. and stuff. And it's just it's confusing because I don't know why three different types exist. I the second one especially, it's just like, did you run out of money? Were you just like just have them fucking sitting there? <laughs> like we can't we we couldn't get the actors in. We couldn't book them. I feel like that's super endemic of like Japanese <laughs> games because like okay, Final Fantasy fifteen suffered from that at times, and I remember like when I played. Catherine way back when like you described those three separate sets of cutscenes that game was fucking torn with those like I was confused by that yeah that's so weird so <laughs> I thought it was like a style choice but sometimes you gotta wonder it's like is it and Yakuza I'm just I'm definitely like no I think you're saving on some costs mm-hmm. you know like you're, you're trying to make it a little artsy but it's like I know what you're doing okay you can't hide from me but I can only really talk about the cutscenes because that's <laughs> all that's really happens I walked in on a crazy part that you walked on. It looked like one of the dogs on minutes. steroids, yeah. where yeah. you shoved a guy's head in a urinal. I did, and then you threw two gentlemen in black suits, as you described earlier. Out, men in black out of windows. You just run in the street, yeah. and they're called men in black. No affiliation to the uh, alien fucking FBI. So Josh Brolin's not going to show up at any point. No, what a weird. <laughs> I'm not men in black. All of them. I like that's that a one. deep cut. <laughs> To be, to be fair. <laughs> I think you did great in that movie. This dude reference part three. <laughs> Nobody does that. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, of the gameplay that's there, it's like, you know, pretty decent beat-em-up fare. Uh, I think the camera's wonky as shit. Mm-hmm. Especially, there's not really, as far as I've seen, it could honestly be buried in like one of the many UI options. I haven't seen a way to uh, lock on to enemies. So uh-huh. you kind of just point the stick in the direction and hopefully your airs aren't fucking kissing air. Mm. Your airs. Your punches aren't kissing <laughs> air, is, is what I mean to say. It um, looks kind of um, arcade in the way that the brawl system works. Yes. Where it's kind of more freeform. You like you just push to go and then you hit in that general direction. As far as I'm aware, there's like this huge fucking upgrade system and all this other shit, but hmm. it was pretty simple... Pretty simple I wasn't. I wasn't sure what to expect. You from mash it, some I've, buttons. I've never played a Yakuza game, so I never know knew what they even looked like. You tell me it's like an open world, like you know, crime game almost. Like a quasi open world. Uh, you know, you are a gangster. Mm-hmm. You know, the Japanese mob or whatnot. Um, it's a soap opera. Uh, it allows you to run and manage a business. Nice. Uh, it is filled with random mini games of many sorts, including. Uh, other Sega-owned properties. That's pretty awesome. Appropriate to the 1988 era. Like, I was playing Space Harrier in an arcade. Nice. And I was just like, fuck, Shenmue let me do this. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> this is a Shenmue callback, isn't it? <laughs> um, Do you get to beat up a dude with a bicycle? It's just, but it's so, in- yes, you can <laughs> smash a man's head with a bicycle, and the bicycle shatters as if it were made of ice. Oh, fuck. It's amazing. I don't understand this game. But people keep on, like, I got this one uh, friend of mine, Warren, on Twitter. He's just like, oh, it's so good, though. Just keep on playing. I'm like, yeah, I'll give him that. You will. You'll keep playing. I know you will. I, I think this is one of those games where I got to keep on, like, you know, swimming to get to the deep end. Uh, I can't see it. It's dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also there's, like, five hours of cutscenes in between here and there. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a fair shake. It's right. not bad. I'm just, that's my only complaint right there. It's like, okay. I didn't pay to watch a movie. <laughs> what have you been up to? What have I been up to? What have um, you been doing? God, man, a little bit of everything. 
I'm talking about two different things, two different things in terms of media right here. So okay. I've been playing some games, obviously. Uh, I've been playing Resident Evil 7, Band Footage 2, because uh, it just came out yesterday. Right, and I've been uh, getting down on that too. And I've actually only touched one of the modes in it, so it's split into two epi- uh, video episodes, right. Daughters and 21, and no. then it has a separate mini game, much like in the first one, like Eat the Must Die, called 55, which is centered around feeding Jack on his 55th birthday. But I've just been fucking with 21, which is like a life or death kind of like blackjack game. And yeah. it's, it's really cool because it's set up like you play as Clancy again. Um, you are at the hand of Lucas in another one of his Saw scenarios. And you're playing life or death blackjack with this faceless man named Hoffman. Yes. Uh, and the stakes include losing all Face- the fingers well, not, on your hand. He's got, a, he's got a sack over his head. Yeah. And maybe they just didn't want to like animate a dude's face or like hire like a likeness because a lot of those are like based on real likenesses Mm -hmm. the characters in the game interesting i don't know they put great detail into each of the sacks i'm just accusing many different companies of uh (laughs) trying to save a cause by not showing us something i don't think that's (laughs) maybe it's a conspiracy it's possibly a conspiracy so i got down on that pretty hard yesterday premises you're playing against this dude Hoffman and you have to just win through several rounds of 21 mm-hmm. that's your opponent and the first round you're strapped up to this device that basically these what are they like they, these things kind of come down and slice off your fingers they look like um the stuff that you're supposed to use in your eyelashes mm-hmm. like the <laughs> <laughs> eyelash curlers yeah but instead but they for cut severing off your fingers, fingers. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It's this very Saw-inspired thing. Pretty mm-hmm. much everything Lucas does is inspired by mm-hmm. Saw. Like the happy birthday tape in the main game. And, yeah. And then this. I thought it was really cool. I, I thought I would uh, dislike it a lot more because I don't like card games. Mm-hmm. But I also, Especially in video games, you hate Especially that. in video games because it's like you got to wait turns and shit. And it's, I don't know. But I like it. You got like a first card that's face down. You don't know the value of it for the other, your opponent that is. But you know yours. And then yeah, you, get, Jack, you right? get face check face cards but then you get trump cards that kind of affect the way the game goes out where you can raise like the bet so like say the bet for your opponent is one you raise it to two and that means he'll lose three fingers instead of one which you is get, cool you get trump which cards like to play that. with yeah and you, you and, get different ways to do it more offensively and, and you can pull certain uh cards like you'll get a card that says you can pull like a three or a six mm-hmm. and if it's already on play on the table uh it won't affect you in any way mm-hmm. but if it's on play on the table and you don't have it in your hand it means the opponent has it in his fucking deck. Like, that's a flipped card. Mm. And so you can do the math right there, like, how close is this fucker to 21? He might have 21. Right, which is interesting, because they only, uh, the card machine only sends out singles. Mm. So, like, there's never a Yeah, double. there's no duplicates. There's no duplicates, which is really interesting, and it's the same deck. Uh, it taught me to play Blackjack, blackjack yeah. which is I, I think nuts. I texted you yesterday, I was like, I kind of really want to get into Blackjack. Yeah, now. I'm just like, <laughs> but it has to be... Uh, hey, Life or death. Hey, Chief, can you, uh, are these uh, Resident Evil 7 rules? <laughs> can you strap me up to an electric chair? <laughs> Dang old buzz on between us. Brought extra fingers. <laughs> oh my god. It's actually a lot of fun. I got Yeah, I just got through that, but I ran into this one instance that you didn't, which was no, interesting. I actually got all three trophies, so I beat the first mode, which is more like story driven with like cutscenes and then the two modes after survival and survival plus they just go based off of rounds so yeah they're, they're just more arcade arcade five rounds really and then ten rounds story. in survival plus and i got all three of those but i didn't encounter this problem that you did 
And I showed it to you because it fucking was like You explained me. it to me and I tried to, I was like, this is how you should go about it. You're like, no, I know how to do it. I know how to play the system, but this is what's happening. I was like, let me see this. I paused my game, got up, and Skip over it. that. L- let it be known. He said it as condescendingly <laughs> as possible. He's like, you just play the game. Yeah. <laughs> is what he told me. I was like, that's, I know how to play the game. That's not the fucking issue, Daniel. And I showed him what was happening. This motherfucker. And I was aghast. He, he, he drops two trump cards at the very, like, when you're about to win, when you're about to get, like, one hand mm-hmm. away from five fucking crushing this dude he drops a trump card which raises everyone's score to or raises the maximum bet to 100 Mm -hmm. so it's an instant death your way okay uh just based on the number system because there's a fucking rotating saw in front of your god and you can't withdraw cards or use cards or use trump cards you're locked into whatever you have you can't even use any other trump card and then i found out Except for fucking one, which is, uh, it's like love thy neighbor yes. or some shit. And what it does is it gives the opponent the best possible card uh, to com- get them close to 21 or at least on 21. Mm-hmm. And what happens, he, he drops a fucking perfect card <laughs> that gets him to 21 immediately. And then you tip the scale using that card. And then mm. he's like, why, why, you cheated when he fucking cheated originally. It's, mm. it's stupid. You got stuck on it like three times. Three times I did, and I was like, "What the fuck, dude? I've been playing pretty well." You watch, and I got, I got like two twenty one. Oh, you're doing two great. Two blackjacks in yeah. a row. It was awesome. You're like, I haven't done this yet. You almost said it like defeatedly. Like, I don't know what's going on. But and I, I initially thought it was like glitched out or something. If I didn't look it up, I wouldn't have fucking figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what happened to me when I downloaded it yesterday, uh, it bricked my copy of the game. Oh shit! Like it would just go straight to a loading screen and stay there forever. Mm-hmm. And I ended up re-downloading the DLC. Fucking did it again. It's just like just bricking up. Wow. And I I was tweeting Capcom Unity and shit and <laughs> RE games. But then you, you got to realize those are just like promotional accounts on Twitter. Yes. You know, like they're not they're there not to be like QA or accounts. anything like that. So they just end up ultimately ignoring you. Damn. You know, whatever. I'm sure they get a lot of fucking tweets of people showing them their fucking, you know their pubic region umbrella <laughs> tattoos or whatnot Fuck. you, you, you got to sift through a lot i get it but you finally did it i did it uh i turned the system on and off and it finally <laughs> works sometimes you just gotta nice. but they actually patched it today people were oh, okay. kind of confused like why is it getting another patch because it wasn't working for a lot of people hmm. i went on twitter people were saying the same thing like my system it's stuck on the loading screen so i was well they fixed that like right the fuck away cool so, so you fucked with the other two daughters and fifty five. I haven't touched those yet, but yeah, I fucked with daughters. It's it's more story content. Uh, it kind of shows you what happens. Uh, fuck, I don't want to get into the spoiler, but it, it shows you the bakers before they get fucked up crazy mm-hmm. with whatever fucking crazies them up. So that's how it goes. Cool. Uh, and there's there's two endings in that one. Apparently, like a good ending and a bad ending. Yeah, the the easiest way to play it, or like the natural path of the DLC is the bad ending. What? If you go out of your way, however, to like investigate the environment and figure out a few things, mm-hmm. you get like a certain item that allows you to get the good ending. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. I got both. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah. Is it easy to kind of do on your own conclusion? Super easy. Okay. Super nice. easy. Actually I almost figured out the good ending when I was doing it because I was like investigating the whole environment. I feel like that's what's gonna happen yeah. to me because we're I, so investigated. And I found all the items but there's like I was missing like a passcode. You have to like really be on the watch after hmm. this passcode. Uh, and then that's how you do it. That's so, cool. Fucking cool. Nice. That so was I'll cool. Get, I'll get on those. It's interesting, but they're just really short, really tiny little DLC passages. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that you can get some longevity out of the Jack's birthday one and uh, 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the first DLC, it's like it was the same deal where like bedroom, yeah, you can't really. You can't do much out of it, but the nightmare. Not a lot of mileage. Nightmare, however, okay. is like this fucking so, board mode you go back to. So. Uh, 21 is basically this version's nightmare where I got like maybe basically. two to three hours out of it. 
Although you may be able to argue Jack's birthday is this one's nightmare because it's something where you like you gotta actively worry about scores hmm. and, and revisit the same areas. Okay, and play that's interesting. Jack. Yeah, that could be. But I, I, I'm interested to see what they do next. That'd yeah, it's good fluffer material. I think it serves the game in a lot of ways, and it's giving it longevity. So, well, it's almost like it was planned this way. Almost. Uh, what else have I been doing? I, God, Resident Evil took so, took up so much of my plate at the end of the month that um, I totally brushed over the fact that on on air even that the year of the rooster event for Overwatch was happening. Oh yeah. So yep, yep. I I got back into that really hard because I really wanted those special lunar loot boxes. Like I was all about that. Like the, they serve their fans really well with the sort of content they have in the boxes for these holiday events. Um, so I got really hard in that because I was like, I just wanted the diva skin. That's all I wanted. I was saving up gold from the last. Wait wait event. wait wait, Daniel. What? Is this segment this episode's Overwatch? Overwatch. Well, I have a quote from Jeff Kaplan, so sure. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> it's it's gotta be. <laughs> It was preordained. <laughs> it's written in the stars. All right, well, what do you go on? So I've been playing a lot of that, um, and I think I got upwards of twenty loot boxes by the end of the event in just a week span. Fuck. And I played a lot, and I got shit throughout all of it. You didn't get your diva skin that way. Huh? I had to buy it. And That's fucking great. I, I have to shudder to say this because this is the first time I actually spent in-game like or microtransaction money or put more money in a game to buy stuff that is in-game. So I'm basically saying I bought loot boxes. I bought $10 worth of loot boxes. You caved. I caved. You used to be a man of integrity. <laughs> and Blizzard stripped that from you. I, I was like, I'll never Took do it. Took it from I was you. like, you play the game, you get the loot boxes. No big deal. But for, like, I wanted these boxes, and I wasn't getting <laughs> shit out of them. It was so discouraging. I was like, what am I doing wrong? I pay my taxes. I play within the confines of competitive rules. Right? And you're not giving me loot boxes. I got duplicate sprays and fucking icons and just garbage, dude. I had a you problem where I, just, I was so frustrated. I'm like, I can't win right now. <laughs> right, because the cosmos were stacked against you mm-hmm. perfectly. And I just wanted that palanquee skin. The, the which one? <laughs> the diva skin. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know. It's, it's cool. Uh, it's her legendary skin. But yeah, no, sometimes really, really, really fucked up with it. And then I found that like other people were having the same problem where like the drop rate for this event was really bad, mm-hmm. where people really weren't getting le- legendary skins, they were getting a lot of duplicates. Like I got two duplicates of the Junkrat skin for the event, but no new ones. I think that's the only skin I got for yeah. the event. I don't really play that much. I don't give a shit. I, would, I, think I, I like the game, but I was just like, dude, I have like other games. Yeah, really, like, Resident Evil was like so time consuming when, that, on, when yeah. that launched. Um, so yeah, I'd gotten that one. I got the Zayata one. Got the Winston one and the Diva one that I bought. Yeah. By the end of it, I was pleased. But the fact that I had to like go ahead and spend money on it, I was like, <laughs> oh, God. I just like the way he's... By the end of it, I was pleased. <laughs> like it like it just sounds like some Final Fantasy fifteen shit there. Ah. I like it. So ah. a sidebar here, uh, I guess people were bitching yep. about it. Jeff mm-hmm. Kaplan took to the forums, <clears throat> and he basically said that... He, he swore that the drop rates haven't been tweaked for the event. And he says, quote, The drop rates for the Summer Games, Halloween Terror event, Winter Wonderland, and Year of the Rooster are all the same. So we're all, like, losing our heads, and he's like, No, they're all they're the same. You just have shit luck. But a lot of you have shit luck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's all anecdotal, though. Like, where is it, you know? Is, it, is everybody had this the same problem? Yeah. Oh. I've been hearing a lot of people. Everybody. Have. Yeah. In the world. <laughs> All over the world. In Cambodia, they're having trouble getting yeah. their fucking Winston skins. But it's like, you know, how do you... The only way to count out the problem is like, all right, we just increase the drop rate, so there you go. Yeah. 
That's what, that's all you want? That's it. That's all I want. What is the drop rate? Like, give me a legendary skin one out of every five boxes, you know? The fact that I want ten boxes and I got one skin that mm-hmm. wasn't even a legendary? Come on. But I've heard they had problems with this in their games across all their different ones, whether it's Diablo or World of Warcraft. I would be okay with, like, only getting one good thing out of every ten boxes if you allowed me to earn gold through more ways than just duplicates, duplicates yeah. and Yeah, I wasn't getting treasure chest or anything. Yeah, like, if I'm playing, like, you know, your arcade modes and shit, that would be cool if I was winning, like, oh, fuck, you got 300 gold mm-hmm. for how I did after a match. I, I think that would be a fine system to have in place, but I guess in their mind, you'd have to increase uh, how long it takes to rank or something like that, or I, I don't Maybe. know. They would try to counteract that, and that's probably why they don't do it at all. But it's like... It got shut down before it started. Just <laughs> really give us gold. That's all we want. And like they throw the extra loot boxes in with the arcade mode. I'm like, cool. So I have three more chances of getting loot boxes now. So I was blowing through those and like leveling as I went, but I was still getting garbage. So I'm sorry about your garbage luck. It's okay. Your awful fucking luck. I think I only spent $20 on the game Terrible when it came Terrible shit luck. Look at so... that. It took money from you. Your luck was so bad. It took it. It's supposed to be the Chinese New Year. Good fortune. You're the rooster. And cluck, I cluck. <laughs> cluck, cluck, motherfucker. Motherfucker. So yeah, I've been playing those games. I got an Overwatch thing for you, by the way. Did you? Did you hear that on the uh, on PTR right now, mm-hmm. the one payload map, I forget which one it is, because I'm not a big old nerd, um, it, that carries Doomfist fucking gauntlet. Oh yeah, Nubani. Yeah, in Nubani, <laughs> it's missing from the payload now, and yep. the glass is broken around it, so everyone thinks that the next character is going to be... Doomfist. Definitely Doomfist. Yeah. I've been talking about that since the summer. Doomfist? Yeah. Or? No, just the fact that Doomfist at some point will be a character. Yes. Because they've been like hinting at him on New Bonnie even Hard. with the fist and then the posters. And then when they were talking about Ana even, they were mentioning things about Doomfist. Okay. So that. that's cool. That's really cool. I forgot actually. as our uh, senior, senior Overwatch editor. <laughs> I think, who was it? Uh, Terry Crews went down to Blizzard and was like touring... You know the offices and the headquarters, and people were thinking that he might have went down there to like do voice work. That'd be cool. Yeah, because he actually called them out on like social media. And was like, "Yo, I want to be Doomfist. Like, let me be there. Like, let me come <laughs> in and do some work for it." And that'd be interesting if they actually worked with him on it. So, I wonder if he would be willing to like work for free. Probably. You know, if he's a big fan of Blizzard or even Overwatch, yeah, yeah. why not? I would do it for free. Fuck, Terry like, Crews. Like at that point, it's like Blizzard can't even be like, ah, no, we have a guy in mind. Like, no, it's like uh, a fucking actor, like a real ass actor, it. wants to come in and goddamn and do one of the lines. All right, <laughs> get, get fucking Terry Crews in it. Yeah, he's a celebrity. Yes, he that's exciting. And I want a new melee tank. So, yeah, I think that'd be rad. Okay, I know what you. You know what I'm about? We all want things, Daniel. <laughs> it's okay to want. I got some news for you. Sure. You're looking. You're looking real Hugh Jackman today with your fucking... Uh, <laughs> like I'm fucking on the set of Logan. That's not the news. I'm just announcing that's what's happening here. You, and your hair's doing that thing where it's kind of going up again. Kind of the, the pompadour? Yeah, yeah. The unshowered uh, pomp. What Look at What me. era of Hugh Jackman do you think I am? What era right of now, Hugh yeah. Jackman right now? Uh, <laughs> X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. Right around there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you imagine me like fighting a mouthless Ryan Reynolds? More, more often than I'd like to admit. Dope. So the news here. <laughs> I have five. Yes, five. Five items on the uh, the docket here. The holy I, pentagram of news. But I wanted to mention something off the cuff. Okay. I believe. I think I sent it. 
to the Save Room Twitter, which you can follow at Save Room Show. Tweet at us. Send us, send us pictures of you flipping us off. All right. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to an article. Remember, we're trying to do the established features or constant mm-hmm. features thing. The shout out article of the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm just buying time because it's loading. Should have should have kept the Hugh Jackman spiel going on for a little while. (laughs) No, so this one's called Final Fantasy XV's user interface is so bad, and this was from Kotaku's own Kirk Hamilton, and it's fucking great the way he points out. Like he, I think he literally spent like six hundred words just explaining how broken and badly implemented the map from the game is. Remember in our review. That was like our one of her biggest complaints is like, dude, I don't understand. Every time you press X, it goes back to like the car menu. Yeah, it made no sense. It fucking sucks. Like you, you're supposed to be able to interact with the map, not just like reference it. You know, I don't understand what the point was. <laughs> like maps have been done so well for so long. You know, as much shit that people want to give Ubisoft, their maps are pretty good. Which well, just makes no sense because. Square Enix has been good with maps in the past. They've done maps before, like Final Fantasy no. X and thirteen. Like what? Okay, whatever. It's a good. It's a good read. Um, I know you kids out there. You like to put your eyeballs to stuff while you're waiting, waiting at the the free clinic or uh, waiting for your getting your pap smears. Getting your pap smears. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for your cars oil to get changed because you don't know how to do it yourself. You're a millennial. That's not you, and that's okay. You be you. Doing your own oil is hard though. You have to like raise your car. It, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I I have muscles, but I can't lift that car. Anyway, number one, Daniel. It was made official last week that an animated series based on Castlevania is in development for Netflix, the popular streaming service where Daniel marathoned the entirety of that 70s show within 17 (laughs) consecutive days. Dare you? They needed a reference point. For Netflix, Daniel. They didn't know. We talked about that in our first episode, but here it is coming back <laughs> fucking almost 20 episodes later. Go on. Just call me out. But you did every day. It would be fucking that sad show. It would get sadder and sadder because his sister would disappear, <laughs> someone new replaced him, and then finally Eric disappeared and some jerk off came by. Anyway, fucking Randy. It's not the point. It's not the point. Okay. 80 Shankar. The producer behind Dread and the Grey, both boss-ass movies, by the way, is developing the adult-oriented series with Adventure Time's development house, Frederator. We already actually talked about that a little while ago. We did. But here's the extra parts. Shankar swears it'll lift the horrible video game adaptation curse. Speaking to Collider, he said, quote, I'm personally guaranteeing that this is going to be the best fucking video game adaptation ever made to date. I've seen it, and it's fucking amazing. That's aggressively positive. Holy shit. Holy shit, dude. This guy is like the ultimate hype man. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you know, you got Kevin Feig over there at Marvel just like, I think uh, people are really going to appreciate what we're doing with the universe. This guy's like, this is going to be the best <laughs> fucking shit since sliced bread and blowjobs. Okay? It's a cartoon about a 30-year-old video game. 80 out. It's going to break the fucking mold. Holy God. Anyway, top shelf comic scribe Warren Ellis, writer of Trans Metropolitan and Planetary, has scripted the entire two season run. Shankar says, quote, You know how most TV shows have writers' rooms and stuff? This one doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Warren just wrote all the scripts. It's totally his voice. He's amazing. This dude reminds me of fucking uh, that one guy from Entourage. <laughs> Wow. What's his fucking name? I, I, I forget. I don't remember. God, that hurts. Anyway, <laughs> this is who he is. 
He comes in. It's going to be fucking beautiful. This guy, he can fucking write rainbows out of your dick. He's going to be the godfather of my next child. He's so Love brilliant. It. Uh, the first season, featuring four 30-minute episodes, airs this year, while season two hits in 2018. I'm actually pretty stoked on this. Maybe not as stoked as 80 Shankar is, but I'm pretty fucking stoked <laughs> It's hard about to it. reach that level. Yeah, because I like Castlevania. We're, we're both fans of Castlevania. Yeah. And um, knowing that like Warren Ellis is attached mm-hmm. to it is really rad. Because I like his work. That's the thing that got me. I was like, what? Warren Ellis? I was like, maybe he consulted or some shit. That sounds more realistic. Yeah. You know? Like, fucking, he came by and was like, ah, fucking make the whip longer, and then, like, walked away. No, this dude wrote it all. And you have to wonder, if he wrote it all, like, he must be pretty goddamn passionate about Castlevania. <laughs> He'd have to be, right? Like, no one does that. No one's just like, I'll write the whole fucking series. Like, what, excuse me? Uh, you know we have, like, three other writers? No. <laughs> I'll do it. Send them home. <laughs> He's fucking got it. In the bag. But it's cool, because I hear this series is going to be, like, mature rated. Yes. It's, it's going to be super dark. It's going to be M.A., so. and apparently it's going to be based loosely on the third game. I'm not familiar. Okay, yeah, I don't know which one I'm that really is. not familiar. I, I got my true start in the series started with Sympathy of the Night. Mm-hmm. But I do know that Al- Alucard made his first appearance in Part 3, I believe. Okay. I could be fucking wrong. I don't know. I'm talking on my ass. I don't want to fact check. Number two, Daniel. <laughs> Activision has confirmed Destiny 2 is on its way this year, landing sometime in the fall. Not much is known about the sequel, but rumors point to Bungie overhauling the gameplay in pretty significant ways. It's even likely that your Destiny 1 Guardian may not be transferable. Uh, not to be confused with transfaring. Uh, the, the I can't it, believe he did that. The it word of 2011. Anyway. Activision also made mention of, quote, follow-on follow content plans. It's a weird way to put it. Uh, and thinks the sequel is, quote, more accessible to core and casual players. Hmm. Um, <laughs> which, so I've been, I keep on hearing the same word uh, about this, is that Bungie's looking to do a clean slate on it. Uh, there's a, a lot of criticisms, I guess, leveled towards the original Destiny. Mm-hmm. I, I think, especially when it first came out, I understand the criticisms. Like, it very repetitive content, uh, stories very minimal, and a, and a lot of, like, the background for it was, like, shoot away to, like, external devices or like an external app and it's like why is this why isn't the lore in the fucking game it's weird you know it seems like you could have such a rich uh, and deep lore with it and you, you're just fucking sleeping on it mm-hmm. you're like go go visit the app go visit bungie.net like no I'm not gonna do that I'm not I wanna play the game <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I have no problem with that. I think some people that have been uh, grinding away are gonna have a big fucking problem with the idea that their characters won't be able to transfer that peeved me a little bit yeah 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 uh, for me, I don't, I don't give a shit. You're like dichotomizing your audience out there. It's like, okay, you're going to have your people who are going to be stuck on Destiny 1. I mean, especially since, you know, Destiny 2. when 1 was coming yeah. out, it, it was on the heels of all this, like, 10-year plan mm. fucking nonsense that they were talking about, how uh, it's going to be a platform that we're going to evolve through the years. And mm. then it's like, well, just the idea of a sequel fucking throws that away, doesn't it? You know? But yeah, I, I things change. And if this is the right direction to go, I think it's the right direction to go. I want to see a drastically different Destiny. Mm-hmm. I think they have something there, but there's a lot of stuff that I just felt fucking lacking in part one. Uh, I initially really didn't like Destiny. No, you didn't. And then I got into it after the first few DLCs. was like, oh shit, okay, they're really actually building it, and it's actually making sense. I think like when Taken King came out, that's when yeah. I started hearing you yeah, it made it positively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> made a huge turnaround, for sure. Uh, I still have with it. I have, um, I don't even know what it's called, because it's like the Game of the Year edition that has all the expansions. Yes. And you... I'm not ready to take it on yet. Get the, the whole nine yards. All of it. The whole nine parsecs is what you got there. Hmm. Uh, I recommend it. I don't know if I would hop on with you. 
at this moment, this juncture in time, we got like Horizon on the horizon, and we, we haven't decided if we're gonna get a fucking Switch. There's, there's like a lot going on. We were talking about the other day. Like I'm, I'm happy to kind of like nail off games off the list where I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, cool. I don't have to fucking play that. Like I played the beta for For uh, a For Honor mm-hmm. and just really didn't dig it. I don't think it's a bad game. It's just really not for me. And I think that's so like, oh fuck yeah, great. Because like you, you inevitably have a game like Destiny Two that's like, fuck, this is gonna like suck away all my time, you know. So I, I, I like that there's my attention isn't gonna be as divided this year. Hopefully, okay. I'm not I, sure where my attention is gonna be this year. Because last year was bad. I bought like every goddamn. There were game. so many. 2016 was a great year for gaming. It was a great year, for, but it was bad in the sense <laughs> it was like, fuck, dude. I just went through like four games in like two days. Like, I don't <laughs> really know what I'm bad. doing. Who am I? We had to play them all. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta play them all. You said fuck. Okay, number three, <laughs> Daniel. We're gonna talk about our favorite subject, Valve. Okay. It's kind of a two-part. One thing I didn't write, and the other thing I did write. We're gonna get into the thing I wrote. Um, it looks like Valve really isn't interested in developing for consoles anymore. During a roundtable media event held at their Bellevue, Washington office. Valve's founder, Gabe Newell, pointed the console's restrictive structure as the cause of their newfound indifference. Quote, We get really frustrated working in walled gardens. Uh, me too. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Newell said to Eurogamer. Despite their dabbles into the home console market last generation with acclaimed titles like Left 4 Dead and Portal 2, Newell prefers the strengths and freedom of PC. Quote, So you try to talk to someone who's doing uh, product planning on a console about free-to-play games, and they say, ooh, we're not sure free-to-play is a good idea. And you're like, the ship has left. (laughs) Newell believes the company's approach to consumer support is stymied by these restrictions. It doesn't look like Newell or Valve will budge on the matter anytime soon. Newell says, quote, we love the PC right now. A lot. (laughs) There you go. Man of his word. They want to sleep on it, for sure. This is the guy that's coming out like, ah, I fucking, I don't even really enjoy working on Half-Life. <laughs> no, no, not that he said spokesperson. No, I know. He just, I, I like that he's like transparent as shit, though. Yeah. Like, that's refreshing. That's why I like reading his stuff about it, because nobody else is going to put it that I'm, way. I'm sad to hear the news. I'm not going to stand here and say I think it's a bad business move, because obviously Valve is fucking Whatever's do, whatever sitting they, in the it, green. It's working for them. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're, they're making the right moves, because they don't even have to worry about making games. I just wish they were a little more transparent about that. We're just like, we're not going to fucking make games anymore. We don't need to. Mm -hmm. We're done. The other thing I didn't uh, write about is that uh, they're on Steam, they're moving away from uh, the Greenlight program. Mm -hmm. Steam Greenlight, I should say. And they're moving on to something called, uh, I think it's just uh, Steam Direct Mm -hmm. or Greenlight Direct. Fuck. Yeah, you might want to fact check that one. Listen. Listen, buckaroo bonsai. My fucking Logan shirt. Thank you, my fucking editor. Uh, Steam Greenlight is getting replete. I think it is Steam Direct. And already, this article I'm reading is uh, it already it's kind of contentious among. So the big thing was that uh, this is a quote from Polygon by Allegra Frank. By the way, mm-hmm. it says, "quote Unlike Steam Greenlight, which required developers to pay a one-time fee to submit as many games as they wanted, Steam Direct requires developers to pay up every time they apply to the program." Although Valve has yet to specify how much the recoupable cost will be, it said developers could pay upward of five grand for each game if it wants to launch on Steam. So the hmm. thing that they're trying to do is dissuade people from uh, just funneling shovelware onto uh, Green or not Greenlight, but Steam. And I think it's going to be a good distillation process to where we're going to get more quality out of <laughs> Valve and Steam, and we're not going to have to worry about fucking every goddamn game being on there. Sony needs to fucking take some notes. Maybe. Um, 
I don't know if it's going to totally fix problems. It, it just seems like it, it, it's not a, as Jim Sterling put it, this is not an original thought to me, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not a proper replacement for, or I mean to say, it's not a good replacement for proper curation. Mm-hmm. And that's what Steam needs so desperately. Like better curation. Oh, absolutely. They need to go through and be like, this is not quality, this is not good. But mm-hmm. you know, a lot of uh, developers are like, well, who's to say? It's subjective. Da, 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 da. And, it's, and Steam's own fucking guidelines is like, it just needs to be functional. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a barometer for quality. But there's a lot of just bullshit and asset flips getting uh, onto the Steam store. And that was the whole problem with Greenlight. Mm-hmm. But they seem to think that <laughs> by putting this pay-to-get-in pay barrier that it's going to be a kind of stopgate for a lot of these devs that want to put their shovelware bullshit acid mm-hmm. flipper fucking games on there. Um, maybe. Probably. I mean, smaller so, studios are going to have trouble putting out games. That's that's another thing. A lot of people are complaining where it's just like, dude, I've worked with like Xbox Live and mm-hmm. PSN before and five grand is steep. Yeah. Steep to, to really think as a reality. Um, we'll see. But they've actually said they, they're not sure they want to go anywhere from 100 to five grand. I don't know who's playing the number game here, and I don't know if it's a case-by-case basis. We'll probably get more information fucking soon about it, but mm. we're not PC people. I just thought it was interesting to talk yep. about. There you go. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to keep boring. I'm not going to pretend uh, I know anything about PCs. They can fuddle me. Daniel? It bums me out that we won't see another Portal or another Left 4 Dead, though, on console, because they're going to just stop developing for them. I, I really just can't believe that. Like, yeah. not that I'm, like, flabbergasted. Because they don't put every title that they house out on disc, but, like, the no. ones that are more heralded, like, yeah, like, we want to have our hands on, like, okay, if there ever was a Half-Life 3, we want that. Right. You know? And I think for them to say, like, oh, it's only going to be uh, PC, mm-hmm. that might... <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? It's not going to make a lot of people happy. I think you're going to make, you know, a very certain audience happy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the one that has PC and can enjoy it probably, uh, uh, you know, supports the platform. Uh, but I, I, it's a weird move, man. Video games belong to everybody, Daniel. That's true. Fuck but us. shovelware doesn't belong to everybody. But we got restrictive rules, man. I'm sorry. Do you want to know the life of Black sorry, Tiger, game. man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you want? You want another one of those? It must not be that restricted, then. <laughs> like, Gabe, come on back. We got Life of Black Tiger. <laughs> That's our win. See? See, we're loose as a goose over here at Sony. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> You're killing me. Anyway. A round of layoffs. Oh, I'm laughing, and this is not the right time to laugh. No, I'm going to get somber. Mm. A round of layoffs have hit Activision and its internal studios, reportedly leaving 5% of its workforce unemployed. At least 20 staffers were laid off at Infinity Ward, the studio behind last November's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Amidst a quarterly earnings call held this month, Activision admitted Infinite Warfare wasn't the uh, success they planned, stating that the, quote, Space setting didn't resonate with players, end quote. Even though it failed to match its predecessors, Infinite Warfare was the best-selling game of 2016 domestically. Yeah, I recall that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the arms of Activision not affected by layoffs include MLG and Blizzard Entertainment. Hmm. Uh, obviously, it sucks. This is not a happy time. And I can especially imagine some people that are tired of Call of Duty or at least want to see it fail in some way mm-hmm. think that this may come off as good news. Uh, people losing your job is never good fucking No, thing. they couldn't have moved these people to like different studios. Or so different, I'm just like, going to preempt whatever fucking YouTube commenter already have that thought. Fuck off. Like, these are people. Yeah. <clears throat> if you don't like their product, don't buy it, dude. But 
I'm sure having that on their resume is impressive and they could get work. I, I, I don't know if it's like a, like a punishment. Absolutely. Like, oh, your game didn't sell well enough, so we have to let you go. I hope they all land on their feet. Absolutely. I'm I heard too. also Beanox was affected by some layoffs, too. You remember them? They made the, mm-hmm. uh, the Spider-Man games, which some people didn't like. I thought they were fine. They were obviously rushed. Yeah, you played the hell out of them. Depending on which which one. What did they do? Shattered Dimensions. And... Yeah, I played okay. the hell out of Shattered Dimensions. You did, so. Yes, yes, I did. You're right. Caught me right. Got hand. you there. Caught me right. Caught you in the wear. <laughs> sorry, officer. <laughs> I like what I like. Don't do it again, buddy. Oh, sorry. All right. Um, that sucks. Uh, Infinite Warfare. It not resonating. I don't think it was just that because I honestly think that it was one of the better stories in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. At least, I think it was far more impressive than uh, Black Ops 3. But, again, I will relent that um, the multiplayer sucked. Like, Or I just I didn't enjoy it. I mm-hmm. wasn't into that idea of the multiplayer, so I can understand why. There was a little bit of backlash, but then again, it wasn't that much because it obviously fucking sold more than the rest of the games. Mm-hmm. But that was the other thing, too. There was just a bunch of fucking other games in a similar vein that were, like, taking up the mind share. You know, mm-hmm. I was playing Titanfall where other people were playing Call of Duty. So that could have hurt it, too. I imagine that happened, too. Yeah. But hope you guys land on your feet. Activision obviously is gonna keep on marching. Of They've course. already got another Call of Duty in the works for this year, obviously. Apparently, it's gonna go back to its roots, Daniel. Yeah. I don't know if that means World War Two or just not uh, fucking mechs. <laughs> got a little <laughs> out there. Fucking uh, jump packs and shit. So, is this <laughs> yeah, Titanfall two point five or is this yeah. Call of Duty? What's happening? Savage. Yeah. Uh, number five, Daniel. <laughs> you made a face of me. For the first time in years, Ethan. I'm sorry, I'm choking. Again. <laughs> I'm killing him like at that every bit. <laughs> it made me laugh. Not even that funny. <laughs> For the first time in years, E3 is opening its doors to the public. Traditionally a press-only trade show, ESA, the show's organizers, are selling 15,000 publicly available tickets. The first thousand, which were available at the discounted rate of $149, Daniel, are already sold out. The next 14,000 tickets will go for a bargain bin price of $249, which will net attendees access to the show floor, panels, and special events over the three days it will be held. E3 kicks off June 13th. Cool. Um, I guess cool. I remember yeah. there's a little outcry from the, uh, the gaming press out there saying that it's just going to make their jobs harder, and there's already fucking just horrendous lines mm-hmm. to wait for the events that they need to cover. Uh now you're adding 15,000 people that are just kind of looky-loos, but but video games are a right to everybody. Is there like a separate like press access for something like that? I mean, it, it didn't have to be that way beforehand. I, I mean, I know what you're saying. Like, PAX handles shows the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, yeah, obviously if the big third-party developer is going to be there, you can have some meetings. They sometimes even build a little room for people to do mm-hmm. interviews and shit. But... Um, I've never been to E3. I don't know how it's organized, so I can't really say if it's going to hurt or help. I've just heard that it's fucking big-ass lines, and there are already a bunch of people. It's pretty easy to get a fucking E3 badge, actually. You mm-hmm. just have to say, like, oh, I have a blog. Here you go. It's gaming. da 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 mm-hmm. Boom. You get certified. I I heard last year they make you go through a little... No, 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 no. I'm thinking of Comic-Con. Comic-Con makes you go through a whole rigmarole, whereas E3 is just like, fuck yeah, dude. I like your blog. <laughs> you know? You'll have one fucking review of uh, Senran Kagura out there. <laughs> like... Come on, come on in. We'll schedule a meeting with Atlas. Come here. <laughs> so, is that is this our time in the sun, Daniel? Two hundred forty nine ahead. No. Oh wait, we do the save room. We could just we could do it. Yeah, man. Probably. So five hundred dollars in total. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wanna do it? Let's go. All right. Save room, boys. 
do, do E3. E3. Ah! Or we could just cover it in a movie theater like we do every year. You went to the movie theater. I just sit on my laptop and fucking tweet you do do and that. watch it and say things. It was 2015 E3 that I, I was at um, the Regal in Waterford, and I just happened to get like a pass to go watch it with a bunch of other assholes in the theater. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would have done that, It too. was great. It was so much fun. I should have done that. I don't know. Where, where was I? Uh, you were here, and I was rewatching Jurassic World, I think. Oh, no, no. I had to pick up Morgan from the airport. I remember that at last E3. Oh, this last one, yes. Right. Had to pick her up. Is that the E3 throw I'm talking about? No, I'm talking about the one before that. 2015? 2015. I was just here doing nothing. It's You're bullshit. here doing bullshit. It's bullshit. You can come and go like, Kevin, I know video games are like your number one. Mm-hmm. I know Jeff Goldman's your number two. <laughs> so. But let's focus on your number one today. Okay. So I missed it. You didn't the do that. I dropped the ball. So you didn't do that. 2017, you and me, buddy, we'll be there. That's true. I like it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for uh, News of Mundo, my friend. Cool. I don't have much myself. Um, I had one bit that I kind of scrapped. I might paraphrase. I might not. I don't really care. But a pair of rice. Pair of rice? Pair of rice. That's what I heard. <laughs> I might pair of rice. I might pair of rice. Like the... How does one pair a rice? Like, that's so tiny. It's a job. <laughs> you need tiny knives? It's definitely a, it's a mission. My one bit of news here is Breath mm. of the Wild is getting a DLC and season pass, but with a catch. What's that catch? Nintendo has been playing catch-up with Microsoft and Sony the past two generations, but leave it to Nintendo to play catch-up in their own ways. Don't hold your breath. You still need a separate device for your online play for the Switch. The highly anticipated Switch launch title Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will be getting a $20 season pass and DLC. The season pass will come with two DLC packs. The first include a hard mode and a cave of trials, like in Twilight Princess, while the other will add a, quote, a new dungeon and a new original story. The whole package will also allow you to swap Link's signature tunic for a t-shirt with the Switch logo on it. Ha ha ha, yeah. However, it's all or nothing. <laughs> Nintendo won't piecemeal the DLC. You either buy the season pass or you don't get shit. From the mouth of Ayanuma... Quote, starting when the game launches on March 3rd, players will be able to purchase an expansion pass for $19.99, granting access to new sets of downloadable content for the game they become later available this year. Immediately upon pre-purchase or purchase of the expansion pack, three new treasure chests will appear in the game's Great Plateau area. One of these treasure chests will contain a shirt with the Nintendo Switch logo on it that Link can wear during his venture, exclusive to the expansion pack. The other two will deliver useful items. The first content pack is scheduled for launch this summer and will include the additional of a Cape of Trials challenge and a new hard mode and a new feature for the in-game map. The second pack will launch in holiday 2017 and has new challenges that will let players enjoy a new dungeon and a new original story. The expansion pass will be available for both the Nintendo Switch and the Wii U versions of the game and are identical. Contact packs cannot be uh, purchased individually. End quote. So, this is interesting. Interesting to Zelda, their investors. <laughs> yeah, because they probably were like, "You need to keep making long-term money out of these games." Probably. Um, um, and I don't know how they don't already accomplish that because Nintendo game prices <clears throat> rarely drop, so they're still making like decent costs back. <laughs> that's true enough too. Um, um, I it's it's I mean we, we talked about it beforehand that. Uh, it's still kind of weird to see Nintendo go after that DLC money. Mm-hmm. I know that's something that became like way more mandated or at least way more normalized in the Wii U era. That's when I started playing I totally catch up with it. I skipped the Wii U era, so yeah. I was like, I didn't really, I wasn't there for it. What did they do it with? They did it with uh, Mario Kart 8. Smash Brothers. Uh, Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. They did it with Hyrule Warriors. Yep, uh, that's true. Uh, 
so they did it in little ways, but like a game like this that has like massive story, they haven't really touched that yet. So that'll be interesting to see how they kind of do that. Yeah, I I I don't know. I'm kind of split on this. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I, I I'm just not sure in my head if I want the switch right now. You know, that's why I, the idea of getting uh, DLC content for a game for a system that I don't even know I'm gonna yeah. fucking get is just like too a bridge too far. It's all on the rocks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Save that idea for future Kevin. But imagine if you were future Kevin, okay? Yeah. The date is March 3rd, 2017. You're bringing home a beautiful new baby Switch. You're plugging it in. You got your Zelda. I'm Do you certainly want not going to buy a deal. Yeah, I'm not okay. going to buy a season. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't, but if you tell me I can't get the content otherwise, um, I may eventually... Why call it a season pass then? If you can't get the the content like piecemeal. Yeah, it's not a season pass. Oh, because it's not, it's not all releasing at once. That's the problem, right? But yeah, it's releasing throughout the year. The season, if you will. That's really exclusive. Like a VIP club well, for DLC. Oh. $20 is cheap. That's one of the cheaper season passes I've seen. Yeah, we paid um, 30 bucks for Resident Evil 7. Uh, but we're getting enough out of that. Um, and I paid like 60 bucks for Destiny. An additional 60 bucks than what I yeah. played, uh, paid initially. That sucks. And I paid 30 for all of it. <coughs> I remember what you did. Because I'm a baller. But... And I'm dangerous. <laughs> you are dangerous this hour. <laughs> this is weird because... Um, the the hard mode reminds me kind of of Master Quest mode from the other games, and I saw Nintendo in instances of like Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess releasing Master Quest versions of the game and profiting off of additional discs and all that. But they're like, okay, you know what? We'll kind of do something like that with this. If this is even what it is, like I imagine it'll be the game again, but harder puzzles rearranged, maybe more difficult dungeons. This is this a Mario game we're talking about? Zelda. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. He's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just bored of the idea of Nintendo fucking selling a season pass. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I don't care. You okay? No, I don't know if I care. I don't care when most developers push it on me, so why would I care if Nintendo did it? You know? That's true. If they can make it work for themselves, cool, but you're already souring me with like a lot of the Switch prospects, so I'm not biting at this as much as I love Zelda. Yo. I don't want to see Link wearing a t-shirt either. That's weird. Shit's weird. I'm kind of about that idea. I'm not. No. I'm really about it. It's like seeing... But I want it to be like Reggie on the shirt or something. <laughs> you know? His fucking kind eyes and his dungeony looks about him. Or like a shirt that's like, Mo Money, Miyamoto. <laughs> I hate that you had a, a moment where your brain processed that, that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you see it? Did, did you see the fire flash in my eyes, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> Got 99 problems, but a Reggie ain't one. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Visa May, bitch. Visa May. So that's all I got for news yeah. there. It's whatever. Um, got some releases. It's a good segue there, whatever. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Should uh, do that. Number four, whatever. Or whatever. Um, got a little bit of releases here. It's going to reel them off real quick. Uh, Done, really? Tuesday, February 14th, we had For Honor, Sniper Elite 4. Yeah. Battle Islands Commanders. Bridge Constructor, Fly Wrench. Oh, that is. It's for the PS4. It's a flyleaf cover band. <laughs> uh, IO for the PS4 and Vita with Crossby. Okay. Monster Loves You. Does he? PS4. MX Nitro sounds like it's up your alley. Might be a BMX. Yeah, alley. actually. Yeah. For sure. I really like uh, Nitro. Hmm. Ride 2. I missed one. Oh. Semispheres. You and making these up? Yeah, I'm actually making them all up. 
This is how weak the release window is right now for this what week. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> I don't this, recognize any of these This things. is just for that Tuesday, man. I knew from Honor. And... Yeah. Those are honestly, like, For Honor and Sniper Elite 4 are probably the biggest names uh, coming out this week. Is Sony just creating a void <laughs> until Horizon? Everyone else is like, fuck it. I don't know. Let's see what this first party one does. Mm-hmm. Maybe they think it's a thing. Think so? No, nah, I don't think they give a shit. I think it's going to sell well. I think it's going to do well. I hope it's good. I hope so. It played well. Yeah. I'm not, like, jumping to play it right away. I know you're stoked for it. I'm like, that's for your it. next one that you're going to pick up for me. Props I'm going to wait because I think I'm, like I've said, I'm kind of burnt out on open world games. You're burnt out on open world games. Yeah. How dare you, sir? Everything is open world. These Everyone, days. Everything should be open world. Oh. No. Name a game that shouldn't be open world, and I'll say it will be. Tetris, uh, open world. Open world Tetris. Easy. Boom. Dead. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Great. Open, open world. world. They kind of did in one of the weird PS2 games. Did they? It was a thing. Okay. It was like an adventure. I, I missed that one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back. You want to go back? To I wouldn't go back to it. What else would it be? There are tons. There's tons. Yeah. Heavy rain, open world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I don't want to give Ethan <laughs> Ethan Mars that much free rain or more opportunities <laughs> to die <laughs> or kill somebody's kids. <laughs> <laughs> you go to other segments of the world and you kill other people's children. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> or at least fail to save them as well. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Beyond Two Souls open world. Uh, no, no, I don't know where we're going with <laughs> You want to like that. So, and I'm, I'm going to drop releases. off with the rest of these releases because they're all very lackluster. They're all like fucking Star Wall City 3 or some shit like that or fucking Defender 4. I act- okay, so you say Star Wall whatever. Thursday, February 16th, Starry Night's Helix for the PS4. Starry <laughs> Night's Helix. Mm. Wasn't far off there. God damn. Right? So that's that. You want to roll into our topic? Yeah. Cool. Hot topic. Oh. <laughs> he wins. Get your trip pants out of here. Did you work for them at any point? You nerd. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Wow. <laughs> I worked for them for like a month. I, I told you where I... Told the manager, yeah, I'm moving to Orlando. Mm-hmm. This was seven years back. My That's right before you moved? Uh-huh. Holy shit. I worked at the Sawgrass Mills Mall. Of course you did. Uh-huh. And they scheduled me like they do you, mm-hmm. or did you, at GameStop. Fucking, I would get like three hours, maybe every three moons. <laughs> but not consecutive moons. Every three know. waning moons. <laughs> yeah, or... They had to be blood moons. <laughs> <laughs> every time a whale beached, I would get a, I would get a shift. <laughs> It was bad. Aren't they like owned by Gap? Like, they give people hours. I didn't question it. I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I, I didn't necessarily want to be there more than three hours a week. Sure, okay. I need to make more money than that, but I really didn't want to be there. <laughs> I'll give you that. So our hot topic. I'm going to let you take the lead because you're the one that incepted it. You're the one that impregnated this show with it. So. Okay. Uh, we had three pretty big news things that broke. Um, earlier this week, I think one late last week, about people who are presences in the gaming industry in one realm or another and how they've conducted themselves. Uh, case one is PewDiePie. Mm-hmm. Um, most, YouTube's most famous personality. And he got in trouble with Disney for content that he was trying to put out where they basically said that they were not going to work with him anymore. Right, because Disney, uh, I know this. a lot of people are confused, like, what the fuck does Disney have to do with uh, <laughs> PewDiePie mm-hmm. YouTube? 
uh, he they own the company Maker, which distributes or edits his videos, something like that. Mm-hmm. I guess manages in some capacity. Um, yeah, they they're like, this is not appropriate. What was the content of his video, sir? The content of his video, uh, the way he put it, I don't have the direct quote here. I should probably actually pull that up. Are you sure? I have the direct quote. Do you? Mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's some service called Fiverr mm-hmm. uh, where you can pay people to do inane things for like, <clears throat> I imagine $5 given the name. Mm-hmm. I didn't research that part. But he paid two uh, Indian kids to dance around holding a sign that he chose the words on. And they didn't even know what it said, but he uh, asked them to hold a sign that said, Death to all Jews. Yeah, that was the one. And he, and he was saying he was just trying to see how far people would go on this Fiverr service and mm-hmm. you know, pay to fuck around tomfoolery yeah. service, whatever it He is. was pushing the limits of people, their comfort, what they would do, and uh, basically trying to make a commentary about modern society and how messed up the world is. Sure, yeah, that's what you're trying to do. Fucking <laughs> make a social comment. But then he defended himself over and over. Like, it's just a joke, you know? It's, it wasn't my intention. Yeah, so what did I pull yeah, up here? I got, I got one from Huffington Post. I don't know if this is the best uh, source for it. But... Maybe not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Disney's Maker Studio severed ties with PewDiePie, whose real name is Felix Kelberg, on Monday after he live streamed a video in which he convinced two Indian men to hold up a sign reading, Debt to All Jews. Correct. He carried out the egregious stunt using the app Fiverr, which you can use to hire people to do tasks for $5. Kyberg, who, with 53 million followers, has more subscribers than any other YouTube personality. He makes millions in ad revenue and partnership each year. He claimed in, his, in a Tumblr post that it was all a joke. Quote, I was trying to show how crazy the modern world is, specifically some of the services available online. I picked something that seemed absurd to me, that people on Fiverr would do anything or say anything for $5. I think it's important to say something, and I want to make one thing clear. I am in no way supporting any kind of hateful attitudes. But yet he told them to do this, right? Yes. Okay, moving on. His explanation wasn't enough for Disney's Maker Studio, which released a statement condemning the act. And YouTube announced Tuesday that it had canceled its second season of Scare PewDiePie, a $10 per month reality show. Variety uh, reported on YouTube statement, We've decided to cancel the release of Scare, Scare PewDiePie Season 2 and we're moving the PewDiePie channel from Google Preferred. Google Preferred is the internet's giant advertising program for selling uh, popular brands on YouTube. So, this is not cool. In a word. I think it's important to note, I think, um, fuck, one of the sites talked about it. It might have been Polygon. It might have been Kotaku. One of them. Didn't Patrick Klepek write about it? He did as well. I'll get to that. Um, what they said was, it's he's not an anti-Semite. He's just a douchebag. Like, And I think that's the closest to the truth. Yeah. He has made some anti-Semitic comments, but I really do think he just thinks they're funny mm-hmm. and really doesn't see the harm in them in some capacity or way. I did note, though, that Tumblr post wasn't exactly an apology, just more of an explanation. Mm-hmm. As to why he did it. And I think he said um, it's because this is sort of quality his followers have come to expect from him. Okay. And he's doing it to service them in a way. Not because he actually feels these ways, but because this is what people want from him. To be reactionary and to be out there with how his viewpoints are. So Patrick Klebick wrote on Waypoint <clears throat> that he thinks what we're seeing in PewDiePie is that this is someone who's been at it for eight years. What we're seeing is it's kind of like watching a child star grow up. Sometimes it's going to be awkward. Sometimes it's going to get weird. It's not going to be this clean transition where like, okay, yep, they totally kept the same core values and, you know, never fucking tipped uh, the edge there. Mm. But 
that's not what's happening. What we're watching is this dude having like an identity crisis and trying to figure out like what he wants to do. I actually uh, saw another little anecdote online. Somebody that met him mm-hmm. said when uh, they talking to PewDiePie, they're just like, it's clear the guy doesn't really know which direction to go with his content or his personality, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think a, that a lot of it plays into it. I'm not defending his actions at all. It's fucking stupid, and he should have known it's stupid, and he deliberately edits these videos. He orchestrated this. He knew. It's not like he was oblivious. Yeah, he knew this was going to get a rise out of people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I understand. <laughs> uh, some people are like, well, you know, English is a second language, and da-da-da, you know, his intentions. I could what? No, it has nothing to do with it. He, no. Every The whole world knows about Nazism. Right. The whole, whole world knows about... <laughs> fucking uh anti-semitism it, it he had to have known you know I, i'm not gonna say like you think it's just a fucking joke like dude come on and i've been seeing a lot of that defense too not mm-hmm. just from his followers other people online you know you just go through any fucking comment section you want about the subject some people are just like oh you fucking you guys are pc crybabies you know and it's like you gotta understand i'm sure in grade school you you found a close-knit group of friends that thought Jew jokes were fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's hate speech. It is. <laughs> My guy. It's protected hate speech, mind you, but it's still hate speech. It's still hate speech, yeah. man. So fucking uh, no duh, you're getting some backlash. And these are the consequences. And I think that's fair, what Disney's doing. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I, so too. I mean, he's still going to have success regardless, and I don't think this is necessarily going to stop him from slipping up again, because I think he's had slip-ups in the past, where he's yes, he done has. offensive and, things. And then he just directly he just apologizes, or say he didn't know, or tries to defend his actions. Same thing, over and over again. Just like, dude, it doesn't seem like you're learning a goddamn thing. You're just doing it to see what you can get away with. Yeah. And then acting like you're fucking all remorseful about it. Sure. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. At all. I don't necessarily like him as a personality. If I wanted to watch somebody stream videos, I wouldn't go first for him. I understand he has a... People are really... If he has 53 million followers, like, that's the biggest following on YouTube. That, that says something about him, but also, Sure, you're doing like, something right. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care either. And I don't care that you're going through an identity crisis of sorts. Like, okay, if you want to change your route, don't be as annoying. You know, change the content. You do scare PewDiePie. That's interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. I think in that one, he visits sets of horror video games and horror movies, and they just try and scare him and do stuff on there. You're on, like, this right path, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that sounds like cool content. You know, if, like, I was into him as personality, mm-hmm. I'd probably watch that, too. Yeah. But then you go and try to be a fucking edgelord. And, <laughs> and, and, and the fucking Jared Leto of... Right, like he's streaming. addicted to shock humor, is from what I understand from watching his videos and shit. He, he's said things in the past too, especially against the uh, uh, gay community as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just like just shit that's like, what the fuck? Oh, I, and I watched his video where uh, he's making rape jokes. Mm-hmm. Okay, obviously this guy just thinks shock humor is a fucking Google fest, you know? And like, yeah, sure, cool, awesome. But some people are coming out and saying like, dude, a lot of your followers are kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they, they, they're, they're seeing this content that you're putting out. And, you know, maybe think about what you're saying, but... He's not. <clears throat> and there's no way to really, you know... I don't want to say that it needs to be regulated or anything. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's up to the person to decide what what they should and shouldn't say mm-hmm. and uh, fucking fully accept the consequences otherwise, you know? There you go. Yeah, accept the consequences, apologize, and then just don't do it again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, and I want to make this point after, but I'll make it now because um, I had another person I wanted to bring up, but... The video game industry is pretty, like, it's in its nascent stages, obviously. Um, these personalities don't 
quite have publicists. They don't have people like holding their hands and telling them the right and wrong ways to go with their mm-hmm. career or their content. So they're kind of just doing it any way they see fit. And you know, if they're trying to service their fans or themselves, it's up to their own whims. Like they're doing it on their own. They don't have people telling them, yeah, you shouldn't post that anti-Semitic bit there. That might not go over well with some of your Jewish followers or the general populace. You know, they're kind of just doing whatever they want and. Maybe they need to, you know, have a little checks and balances there, you know? Because celebrities, like, you, know, you hear things about celebrities every once in a while. They'll sw- slip up and do something heinous. But it isn't the frequency of which, like, personalities are doing it online for the gaming community that is. Right. Because, you know, they don't have that person in their ear just going like, yeah, dude, clean up your act, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, Klebic also made the point, too. It's like, it, it, this was deliberate too. It, it's it's not like he was a sh- like streaming where mm-hmm. like you know you're trying to do tens of hours of streaming a week and just something you just slip up and say something stupid on mm-hmm. air and you have to apologize. I remember I told you uh, a dude that I like to follow, Maximilian Dude, had a little slip up like that too where he said the N word mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he really didn't mean to, but he still owned up and said I said one of the worst things you could possibly say. Uh, didn't mean to. That's never my intention. Anyone you can talk to that knows me, that's not what I'm like. Mm-hmm. It really was just a slip of the tongue, you know. And I apologize. He outright fucking had to do that. And then you got PewDiePie who fucking deliberately put death to all Jews in a sign. And he's just being fucking flippant about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's a joke. <laughs> get over it, guys. Yeah. All but right. I, I, I get it. Like, comedians, they get leeway, you know? Because they have a certain um, age audience, you know? Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to get into a venue to see a comedian, you know, perform as raunchy, racist, or whatever type jokes. Like... But this guy is on a platform that's accessible to everybody. Like you said, children are watching. Children look mm-hmm. up to him, and they're going to think this is acceptable behavior. And it's just, it's not. Like, I don't care if you think it's funny. Find another joke. Right. <laughs> mm. There was an, uh, another issue that uh, somebody else said something too, right? Something else fucked up. Oh, yeah. The other guy that mm-hmm. I was going to bring up. Um, yep. I forget his name. Hold on one second. I'm going to bring up this article real quick that... Polygon wrote, and I'm just going to kind of quote it. Uh, it says, EA finds Madden Bowl, Madden Bowl winner 3K for inappropriate tweets. Um, the Madden Bowl is a, basically it's a youth sports competition for people to participate in pro NFL games. So like Madden 17 or Madden 16. Well, I don't know which one this in particular was covering, but it is just the Madden Bowl. Um, and he went through like different rosters and seeds to get to this point. Um, this was his final match. Um, Chris W. McFarlane, he defeated Eric Problem in a match 24-17. Uh, the first place share of the tournament's pool was $250,000, <laughs> and he took away 75000 of that. As McFarlane, 29, was making his way through the eight-person bracket, people began to search through his past tweets. It turns out that McFarlane, who is white, has a history of using racial slurs on Twitter to describe the, to black people, including the word coon and the N-word. And then there are a bunch of various... Uh, links that show all the posts. Um, however, it wasn't these year-old tweets that got McFarlane in trouble with EA, though. In a statement posted on Madden Ultimate Twitter account on February 8th, the company pointed out to objectionable tweets that McFarlane posted during and directly after the Madden Ball. <laughs> these posts violated our code of conduct and don't re- represent the values of our organization, said Matt Marco, the competitive gaming commissioner for Madden at EA. He wanted to say that EA immediately met with McFarlane to warn him that his posts were inappropriate and could not continue. When McFarlane pointed, posted additional offensive messages in the days after the tournament, EA took action and uh, made him delete them. One of the ones that he posted were um, was, Y'all searching through 75,000 tweets. I'm going to search through $75,000. Tell me how my ass tastes. Hashtag need it. <laughs> like really just calling out people for calling him out. 
<laughs> you gotta love it. Holy Just shit. the tenacity of it. Yeah, he talked about that he was gonna comply with what they were saying, uh, especially since they feed him, you know? Yes. Not, I don't mean, they, they don't feed him food, but they, they gave him a fee for mm. his bullshit conduct. Um, he was like, all right, well, this is like the last tweet from the real, what the fuck his name is? What the, is uh, what the is real he? Dudley? What is his name? The again? real Dud. The real Dud? Yeah. Great. He's going to be a PG-13 now for yep, kids. That's, that's what I heard. And he came out and he issued an apology on the 8th. He said, when I won the Madden Bowl, my tweets were no longer just for the culture. They were for everyone. I understand that better now. I don't think that he has the capacity to say such a thing. No, he that, doesn't. That that sounds like an actual publicist work thing. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, he was called out for that. And then throughout the post, you see a lot of instances where he's just being over the top, using the N-word, being inappropriate. And like with PewDiePie, just kind of setting a bad example. Because it's just like, okay, cool. You're awesome at, you know, pro Madden. Cool. But you're also a personality. You're on Twitter. And mm-hmm. people follow you. And... You're representative not just yourself, but the gaming culture, the institution of Madden and EA, and this is how you're conducting yourself. Yeah, you're like on a higher profile, yeah. you know. And then you're not yeah. just some dude in a basement, like fucking throwing around like quips and racial slurs with your buds. Right. You're playing for money on the professional scene. <laughs> but these guys are doing something, right? Obviously, they're the ones with the money. We're the ones uh, criticizing them. That's true. Sitting on. I mean, he got. What did he get, Doc? Subsidized house and apartment. He got Doc three thousand dollars and a uh, hundred points. Oh, from his uh, score pool. That poor babe. He's gonna be in a lower standing next season, Kevin. Good God. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you don't give a shit. <laughs> and then there were other instances um, in other legs of the esports scene with like pro um, mm. Overwatch players and how like they basically got slaps on the wrist or basically lost sponsorship because of like sexual harassment and conduct within the scene well that's a whole other degree that we've talked about before. we talked about that that's a whole other degree worse um but yeah there there there's just like this uh, decorum that's absent from gaming culture Mm -hmm. and that could be for a lot of reasons you know it could be that we're you know we grew up playing by ourselves and online with mm-hmm. our fucking friends and whatnot, saying whatever bullshit, and to bring our hobby and love to a more public platform, mm-hmm. especially, you know, with streaming and YouTube and all that. Yeah, it's, I guess it's weird to be called out and, you know, saying certain shit. People are going to pick apart anything you say, especially if it's fucking overt. That's true. You know, I, I understand, but it's like, well, you're not just sitting in your room anymore. I mean, you may be sh- streaming from your room mm-hmm. and, and actively in your house playing a game, but you are still under the public eye yeah you know so i think it's i think it's a personal responsibility i don't think um i don't think there are guidelines and shit you know obviously Mm -hmm. uh, uh, on youtube uh but it's still kind of the wild west it is you know and that's like the last unregulated land and it could be soon i mean copyright strikes and all that is one form Mm -hmm. but i don't know regulations for content can be another it's a privately owned platform it's true. They could really initiate a rule and say, like, we don't, we fucking ban you for hate speech. We don't want any of this. With, they could. With the one dude in that Twitch stream, didn't his stream get cut when he dropped uh, that racial slur? No, no, no. Okay. No, they, they, what happened was his chat, like, fucking lit up. Oh, okay. Lit up like a bonfire. <laughs> and they, you know, they, they came out of the pitchforks for a little while, but, like, other dudes were just like, dude, what? <laughs> you know what you said? But then that's different. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, again, but Twitch can monitor if they want, they, and, and there are, in chat especially, they have, like, the chat guidelines, mm-hmm. you can get banned, you can get suspended, you know, all that shit, 
but it's like self-moderated, I believe. There's like moderators for certain, you know, streams and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfect solution, but there is no perfect solution. It's true. It's like you said, it is a wild, wild west. The gaming industry is and, still very young. And free speech is a very hot topic right now. And, it is. And to say that they, you know, don't have the right to say shitty things, mm-hmm. you know, is not exactly constitutional. But, you know, so that's why it's like, fuck, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of hard lines. Come down on it, you know? But, but I mean, right from wrong, these people should know better. Pretty much, you know? I mean, they're removed from the days of, like like I said, shooting the shit with their butts. But, but it's, it's, it's totally up to and them. It's like, dude, if you want to be viewed mm-hmm. as an anti-Semite, then go ahead and start making some yeah. anti-Semitical jokes. That's what's going to happen. Don't fucking cry when you, you're saying it's all just a joke and you want it to be intended that way. No. Not everyone's going to take it that way. Own up to it. You're not going to get your sponsorship from, like, Disney or anybody. Yeah. Or oh, yeah, exactly. EA. I was like, if that's what you, the way Maybe you want to be, go ahead and be the way you want to be. Because there's shitty. a platform for you. If, if, if that's the image that you want to be, this fucking, you know, edgy, shock humor fucking uh, YouTuber, sure. Go, go do it. Yeah, I mean, much like there are shock value comedians and stuff, like, people can still exist yeah. that way. Yeah, I don't care for that fucking content. And then, you know, obviously he should get fucking criticized mm-hmm. when he just said something stupid. There you go. Part of the, it's all part of the deal. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have problems sometimes with like the stuff we even talk about on a base level. Where I'm like, okay, cool, it's the stuff we're recording. Like, it's good, it's informative. But then there are these bits. I'm like, is this offensive? Is this okay? And then like, I get very like screwiness of it. Like, where it's like, I don't want to be perceived as like an offensive entity. Whereas like these people are like, I don't give a shit. Mm. I don't care. I just want a madam ball. I'm pooty. I'm PewDiePie. Like, I'm on top of the world. Nobody can touch me. <laughs> Certainly an air of that. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's the the whole thing mm-hmm. that PewDiePie thinks this shit don't stink. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily. I, I think like 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 Clevix said, this dude's going through like a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, obviously, and it's it's not quite true. Just like the, that little bit about saying this is the kind of content my audience has come to expect. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Okay, then then you think low of your audience. <laughs> Simple. And I, at that point, did you shape your audience, or did your audience shape you? Like. Figure have a stronger out. identity there. Yeah. Jesus. So I don't know what. Hmm. There's no way to really put hard guidelines on any of this stuff, and it's it's there's no question, greater question asked. So like, how do we move forward as an industry? How do we do better for ourselves? How do we do better for our community? How do we stop hurting people who are following us and supporting us? Like, because that I'm sure offended many Jews. I'm sure that offended many African Americans. In this instances with these pro players, like, you know, using the term rape or like sexual harassment suits, like they're offending people. They're hurting people. Like. Mm-hmm. How do we kind of pull that back and be like, okay, we're better than that, you know? <laughs> we need uh, to do good with our work and not offend. Just the way we're doing it. Call them out. Yeah. I don't like that, and here's why. It's up to them to do with that information what they want. Mm-hmm. We can only inform them. This this is fucking upsetting, and this is why I think it's upsetting. Here you go. Mm-hmm. They can disagree. doesn't matter. I, you're not going to change people. That's true. That's the thing. If there's anything I've learned in all these years of living, you can't change people. It's not going to change people, but there's a certain effect when a lot of people around you are just like, dude, (laughs) not cool. You're going to think about that. You're not going to be like, fuck you. I'm on the right path. I know what I'm doing. You know? No, 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 no. You're going to doubt. You can't have what you say. You can't have the blinders in that situation because then you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. So. Otherwise, distance yourself. That's true. (laughs) And this isn't the last of it. I don't think we're going to keep seeing incidents because, you know, every year, new. 
gamers new personalities coming to the scene and they're they're tailored to that immature mindset of like i can be however i want to be because like this is how i am with my kids my buds in the locker room or this is mm-hmm. how i'm at school and this is how i can be online because people like stuff like that and they'll learn fast and hard you know <laughs> fast and hard and it depends how the audiences react to but like you said who shapes the content well sometimes the audience has a big bit in that yeah they say hey this is okay or i like this that could be it <laughs> it's just upsetting for me because for how much positive <clears throat> how many positive things i get out of gaming in terms of like what it does for me like okay i get good gameplay experiences i am inspired by it i'm informed by it like it's a very positive melting pot but these people are pushing out negativity and like it kind of counteracts all of it and like i would like the industry to keep moving forward in that positive note like you know what we want to do these sort of things not offend but isn't that the strange thing about art mm-hmm. it's like it's subjective <laughs> you think to yourself i enjoy this i like this mm-hmm. i'm the type of person that does enjoy this so mm-hmm. It's easy in your mind to think that the other people that enjoy this the same way I do are like me, mm-hmm. and it's not true. I think that was like one of the more shocking things, like as me growing up, is that like you know I could enjoy a game and then talk to a dude or see a dude enjoy it, and like he's a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. or he has completely different beliefs than I do. Yeah, I ran into that a lot playing Overwatch over the summer with like just people from all over the fucking country, and I guess other people from around the world too where it's like oh these are people who like overwatch like i do and then to hear the shit they say over like the, the chat stream like mm-hmm. whoa yeah exactly it's <laughs> like how the fuck <laughs> but that that's that's the other part of the deal fucking thing you it's know true. when a game has mass appeal it appeals mm-hmm. to everybody it appeals to many different uh kinds of people and i think that's there's something mm-hmm. there to that idea too that it forges us into one community despite our many differences and many differences of belief. And maybe we have can't have some sort of fucking contact high with each other about how we inform each other's behaviors. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it seems like the the loudest examples are the worst examples, but you got to keep in mind that's just the loudest. For the most part, people are fucking chill. People mm-hmm. just want to get along to go along. That's what it is. And I think we, we need to figure out a way to support that mindset more and bring that to the forefront where it's just like, no, 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 chill the fuck out. Everything's going to go smoothly. Mm-hmm. Try not to say anything goddamn stupid and we'll right. get well along. But we I, we just got to figure out a way to communicate that between each other. It's a fair, yeah. fair assessment. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I got a flight in two and a half hours. Buddy. You do. You ready for me? No. Let's wrap this up. So where are you going? Oh, why do I have to... Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Yeah. Wisconsin. That's funny, because that's where uh, that 70s show is set. (gasps) (laughs) Wrap around! What a perfect... (laughs) Life is a circle. (laughs) Gotcha. Nine seasons of glory. (laughs) I'll be sure. What's up, Wisconsin? Is that what they say? I love you, Wisconsin. I love you, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it. Awesome. All for Have you. Have yourself some Milwaukee lights <laughs> no. and, and load up on likely some not. No? no, no. Milwaukee's best. I'm gonna load up on cheese. That's what they're known for. Oh God, some cheese. You got some hard nights in those hotel fucking bathrooms. Mostly hot and soft. <laughs> So you're going to be gone for a week. We won't have an episode until... <laughs> until around the same time. Around the same time, so probably next Thursday. <coughs> so if you're waiting yeah. on it, hey, just go through our backlog. It's all there now. Just go through our backlog. Just enjoy it. Leave me alone. Watch how we've grown. Jesus. Listen to the Resident Evil review. Yo, that is getting some steam. 
It's got some serious. Like, holy shit. And I finished my review, my written review of it today, so you you can see that pretty soon on theredherb.com. And? WhenNerdsAttack.com. Two plugs. Can never go an episode without plugging yourself. Oh, wait wait a second. I'd like to take a moment to uh, thank our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Oh, I had a thought for a sponsor on the way home. Let me just move on. (laughs) What? <laughs> yeah, goddamn. What's what what what? You made up a sponsor? Well, just, you know how we say like Nabisco is sponsoring this. We've episode? hit Nabisco. We just fucking talk about whoever. Boar's head. <laughs> Boar's head. Boar's head. Honey roasted ham. We'll meet you at the save room. <laughs> what? I don't know. I tried to save room for some boar's head. <laughs> We're getting shut the fuck down. Nice. Shut the fuck down. All right, guys. We appreciate your ears. Uh, new episode next week, number 18. Again, you can hit us up at Save Room Show on Twitter. Give Fucking us some ideas for topics. Give us some topics. Send us some, some fun stuff. Yeah. Send us, send send us, us some, some nudes. Weird gifts. <laughs> you, can't, you can't proposition for nudes. I said weird nudes. You can proposition for weird nudes. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking for like your personal nudes. Like I want something weird. Show me something bizarre. <laughs> Show me something wonderful. Fill my DMs with nightmares. <laughs> That's Kevin talking at Kevin Apocalypse, not, not me. No, no, that was that Daniel and Tender. <laughs> so right. that's it? That's the episode? That's the episode. It's awesome. in the bag. Thank you, guys. This has been The Save Room. I've been Kevin. And I'm Daniel. Remember to save your game. Sick.